0: Hello and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of books. And me and Claire like to stay in touch through our book club read. As well as discussing what other books we've been reading through the week.
1: Because we used to be librarians. We love reading. It's a lovely way of keeping in touch though, isn't it Sophie?
0: It is. It is. Because it gives us something to always talk about. And it's just always nice to keep that passion of reading going because you think oh yeah i want to read this because i want to tell claire about it next week and it almost motivates you to keep reading and and talking about a book that's keeping us reading this was your book club choice wasn't it claire disorientation by elaine shea chow and this is our 13th book club read that we started together since you moved away yes (laughs) Oh, uh, we're about three quarters of the way through. We read up to the summer quarter, which, to be fair, I did give us quite the big chunk to read. (laughs) I was like, wow, this is actually quite a lot to read. Uh, And it felt, I would, for me personally, this book has been going quite quickly, but these couple of chapters felt longer to read. Yes. I don't know if it's because the pace slowed or it all got, she got a bit in her head, so I felt like we were hashing over things that maybe we've spoken about before, and it there wasn't much driving the plot forward, I'm not really sure, but it did feel harder to get through the pages, and I wasn't as eager to find out what happened next.
1: Yeah, I guess there wasn't as much uh, humour coming out in, in the story, mm. say. it was quite serious what was going on, and there was a lot of emotive issues Surrounding race, really, and culture, and, and things she found out about people, particularly her her boyfriend Stephen, and whether she should oh, have gosh. concerns about that. I mean, I I don't know. She got kind of when she went to speak to her best friend and brother, so Eunice and Alex. They had opposing opinions about that. He was very much. It matters that he's just dating Asian women, and she was very much, well, it doesn't matter, does it? He likes Asian women. Why is yeah. that a problem? Yeah. It's a difficult one, isn't it? It's interesting because
0: she does, there, there is a, a line at the end of that chapter when she says, I wonder what it's like to date someone if you're white. And I thought, oh, surely it doesn't matter. But then I was like, actually, of course I would say that because I've never really thought about it because... I've never really thought about it. And is that because of my skin color I've never thought about who I'm dating and the culture they're from whereas if if you know the shoes on the other foot and you are from another culture it is something you think about heavily because you don't want to be seen as conforming to I can't remember what it, Alex said it was but like the white supremacy or you know that sort of thing uh, going against your own culture and it's strange That that dialogue is something that they have to think about every time that they go into a relationship. And if there is someone that's predominantly dated a certain culture, that it's seen as a fetish or or a bad thing. And it's like, don't you just love who you loves? And if you're attracted to a a certain trait, is, is that a bad thing if it's a common thing, you know? But again, I guess this is things I've never really thought
1: about. Well, because she's basically she's actually thinking, well, is he only dating me because I'm Asian or is she, is he dating me because of who I am?
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's the same as if someone's only ever dated people with blonde hair. Yeah, exactly. Do they only like you because of your blonde hair? Yeah. Or do they like you because of your... I don't know. I don't know if it's as easy as, as putting it down to those characteristics.
1: Mm. Exactly.
0: But I, I guess... It's been an underlying thing throughout this book of the Asian people almost being fetishized by men uh, and being a certain way. I, just, I mean, this book is crazy because it does really put you through lots of different emotions and different arguments. And I like that the author doesn't like she has many stances within the book but that's what I like. She doesn't take one stance. She kind of shows you everybody's opinion and where they sit in it. And then just that argument between Eunice and Alex, there wasn't a clear-cut answer of what was right or what was wrong, because both of them had done things the other one said was wrong and vice versa. And I think it's clever how she's having these discussions with all the different characters in her book. You know, Vivian Vaux is like a really strong stance of this is this and this is that. And you know Ingrid doesn't sit in the exact same place and I just think it's great how the author is showing the reader that there are all these different facets of the argument
1: but and, and what's really interesting is it is her plan has kind of backfired a bit <laughs> <laughs> the main plot
0: is still really interesting i loved where the main plot went actually i just that last chapter Got me hooked again. I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> oh, just don't know where it's going, really. And I, uh, she's back. Um, she obviously went back to Darlene as well
0: for her to do. <laughs> and Darlene, that in. she did her job.
1: That was a shocking part. Yes, yeah, and it's <laughs> and uh, it's going to be an interesting bit that follows because it's kind of left it on a little bit of a cliffhanger for us to read on, hasn't it? Oh, there was a really nice line I liked. I, which I thought was really interesting. You know when she went to chat with Michael? I... She went to chat with Michael and he was like, he still wanted her to do the, the, the um, dissertation. And she's like looking, yes, looking at a him. a job, but... Yeah. <laughs> and she's like looking at him as if to go, are you serious? You know, do you really, you know, mm. you really want me to... And she put, Ingrid replied, because this was when he sort of said, you know, about the dissertation... I'd rather stick needles into my eyeballs, which somehow came out as, could I get back to you in a few days? I just have to check my schedule. So she, <laughs> she was thinking all these things and then actually said said something okay, but actually she was thinking, you are just a complete and utter idiot, isn't she? Oh,
0: Michael is potentially the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know he he has all these lofty ideas and oh, you're just like no michael stop it stop it now i mean without giving away too many spoilers this book is very much like yellow face that i read recently it's got very similar aspects in terms of identity cultural appropriation all of those sorts of things um, they're very very similar in in the stories that they're telling because they're based on the literary world almost and they're both satirical in the way that they tell them mm. I think this I think this book I think has done it better I've definitely enjoyed this one a bit more and I think that's because the narrator is likable and you you go on this journey with Ingrid and yeah I just don't know where it's all gonna go my question to you
1: is Is Stephen doing anything wrong, do you think, with someone else?
0: Oh, Stephen is a hard character in this book. I never really liked Stephen. I never really got on board with his character because I always found him a bit dull.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you can't warm to him, can you? You can't warm to that character.
0: And there's always been something off about Stephen, and I, I couldn't quite place it. I didn't know if it was because he was too nice, too nice, it's suspicious, or the fact that he's translating Japanese for a living but doesn't speak Japanese, and that also seemed a bit off. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he's managing
0: that. <laughs> there's there's just a lot about Stephen that doesn't add up, and now he's on his book tour with that woman, and mm. we've had we've read that negative review of his translation, mm. and him and Ingrid's last phone call made me feel a bit like "Mm, I think Stephen's beginning to show his true colours the plot thickens and we know that Ingrid's a people pleaser so I don't think she's really asked these questions
1: no No. and I think she could be moving in another direction as well with somebody else perhaps
0: called it I'm just saying I saw that in the first part of the book (laughs) you (laughs) so (laughs) did What can I say? I pick up on these uh, <laughs> these flirtations.
1: So I think we're going to read to chapter nineteen. Yes, right? chapter nineteen. I'm going to let you say it.
0: Yes, uh, chapter nineteen, which is page three hundred and forty-seven. We're doing less pages this week because uh, we want to read more of our own books as well. And I want to keep this going till Christmas if we can, Claire. Because I don't know what else. I don't know. I need to choose a book for us, don't I? Uh, But anyway, I digress. We're reading up to page 347, which is chapter 19, which is a priori, a posteriori, which is a philosophical term that I did do at university, which means if I have butchered that pronunciation, it just goes to show, don't go to university. It does nothing for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is that a philosophical statement, Sophie? Do
0: you know what? I guess it could be. It could be. My philosophy is, if you can't remember what you did at university, maybe don't go. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll never know that until you've been, No. So.
1: Ah. <laughs> oh, what have we been reading? Tell me, Claire. Oh, I finished The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. This was a great book. This was a thick book. This was like... I was going to say, you read that really like, quick. Like Oh my goodness, it's like 450, I think it's about 440 pages long. Um, The writing was quite big in it, quite small chapters. Absolutely loved it, real page turner. It actually um, has got a bit of a cult feel to it. Ooh, which is great, we love I like a cult. A book, the book, yeah, love a cult just really good characters and I love the way it, it kept dropping back into different timelines and finding out why the characters were the way they were I don't want to say too much about the story because it, it, you, you give too much away and I think I've spoken about the book anyway but it had a really good ending, it ends well, it leads on to the sequel really well um, but what I like is it didn't leave it. She didn't leave the end of the book, like you had to go straight on to the next book. You can read this book on its own if you want to and leave it there. But I, you know, I I'd already got the sequel, so I was quite pleased that I could carry that on. The sequel looks like it's going because um, I've started that one now, which is the family remains, and it's going into some of the other characters that were kind of introduced in the book so characters that are involved with people that have been killed in the first book yeah it's going to delve into that side of the story I think yeah that's exciting such a good book I am so giving Lisa Jewell an overdue these and she gave and you I a like did. on Twitter, didn't she? Or, yeah, Ash, she did. or whatever it's called nowadays. I just think it was great. Really, really good read for anybody who just likes a uh, something that's um it's a bit of it's a thriller, lots of plot twists, lots of really good characters. Yeah, great book.
0: Well i I finished the Honjin Murders by Zeishi Yokomizu and translated by Louise Heel Kawaii. And it was good. It was your classic locked room murder mystery. And it was interesting throughout the book, the characters are always referencing, like, Agatha Christie, Sherlock Holmes. And they even referenced The Beast in the Shadows, which is the other Japanese classic that I read, which is quite interesting. So they're talking about loads of classic crime books in this crime book. And the story was very interesting. It all boiled down to family conventions at the time, and that is why the people were murdered on the wedding night. And it was a very sad story, actually, because you just thought all of it could have been easily avoided, but it just showed what it was like at the time and how something like that was dictated life and death, really, which was quite shocking. And I, I, I did see on the back of the book as well that there's a selection of these murder mysteries that follow the same detective And he was really good i'd say this book was written quite clinically at the start so it was really hard to get into the novel until about halfway because it was very factual there was no flouncy writing or like strong narrative it was just like here's the facts this is where we're going it wasn't until the eccentric deductive detective kind of turned upon the scene that things got interesting But overall I'd say it was a renew, it was a good book, I'd probably suggest it to people who are interested in murder mystery or want to read more translated fiction as well, just to read crime novels from around the globe as well. So that was great. I also finished my audiobook, I was listening to The Last Devil to Die by Richard Osman, which is the fourth book in the Thursday Murder Club series. Finished that as well when I was decorating my Christmas tree and brilliant absolutely brilliant loved every single second of it I won't talk about it too much because I know people probably won't want any spoilers if you're a diehard fan like myself but I just can't believe that these books keep getting better and better I just it's rare that you can be four books into a series and still be enjoying it as much as you did the first one I mean in all honesty I do enjoy these ones way more than the first one. (laughs) The first one I found really hard to get into, and then ever since, I've just loved every single one afterwards. So listen to the audiobook of that fantastic book. Would definitely recommend picking it up. And I can't wait to hang out with those characters again in the fifth novel. Hopefully there will be one. I will say, though, this book will make you cry. (laughs) I was Uh, driving to, like, a walk on a Sunday... I was in tears. That That's the only oh, thing no. about listening to an audiobook in the car. Because <laughs> when they make you cry, you're like, I can't see it, I'm driving. It was oh, just so, so, so sad.
1: Oh, did somebody die that, that well, you didn't want yeah. to die? Oh, well, no. I kind of knew it Not was an coming,
0: animal. but well bit of both. There was just so much like build up to this death and the writing was amazing and the characters and the way they spoke to each other. It was just like the most emotional part of a book that I've been through in a long time. And I don't know if it's because I was listening to it and the narrator was doing such a great job of conveying those words, but it was a beautiful, beautiful book and I'd highly recommend,
1: Uh you know,
0: people that haven't read The Thursday Murder Club to get into it so you can go along that journey because all of the books are brilliant
1: so have you done your rating on those two last books
0: yes so the honjin murders i said was a renew and then for the last devil to die would definitely be an overdue i would say all of his books would be an overdue for me at the moment i would love to reread those all over again because i just love spending time with the characters And then I have started two other books, but I have just started them. So I'll just mention what they are, but I won't go into detail of what they're about. So the first one is the paperback book that I'm currently reading, and it's called Five Survive by Holly Jackson, who might recognise the name of Claire. Because she wrote A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Yes. This book was recommended to me by my sister. She lent me her copy of the book because uh, she loved A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. She's read quite a lot of Holly Jackson now and she said, oh, you'd probably really enjoy this. So I've picked up that and I'll speak more about that next week because I've literally just picked it up today. So I couldn't tell you what it's about. I know it's a thriller. And then the other book, I'm listening to a book called Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zorna. And this is about a girl who's lost her mother so the book is all about grief but at the same time her mum was like her link to her Korean heritage and that's why the book is called Crying and H Marks whenever she goes there the link that she had with her mum was was all about food really they they got on a lot through food from what I can tell from what I've listened to so far and that's what reminds her most of her mum so at the moment it's set up to be quite an emotional audiobook and I, I chose to listen to this one next, A, because it's a short book, and, and B, one of the YouTubers I watch recommended it and said it was quite good. So that is all from us this week. Remember to read Disorientation with us. We are getting up to chapter 19. And do follow us on our Instagram at loungingwithbooks and give us likes and throw us some comments if you're enjoying the podcast. It is goodbye from me.
1: It is goodbye from me. <laughs>